1: Ah no, my Heidi, my or Hannah and you're listening to that's the ticket. Now uh, today actually marks my last episode for the year, my last episode of 2023. So I thought it was about time I invite back a uh, special guest, uh, someone who's very special to me and who actually featured as my final guest on that's the ticket um, the past two years. Friend of the show, long time listener, and uh, local creative, uh, Missy Mooney is here. Kia ora, Missy. Kia ora, Hannah thanks for um coming back thanks for having me back i mean I feel like we've got a lovely tradition um where you know the last episode we just do an interview and it sounds like I'm talking to myself. Mm. although right now I feel like your voice doesn't sound super similar to mine, but I'm incredibly biased yeah uh <laughs> i I don't know I mean I don't think my voice sounds that similar to you, yeah, but I just in the past whenever. You I've had you on the show, yeah. people are like is it I couldn't tell when it was you talking and when it was Missy yeah. talking. It's a thing. It's yeah. a thing. Yeah. yeah. Um because this is a very non visual medium, I feel like maybe I need to explain that we're twins. Mm. Is it important? I mean eh. you've said it now. I don't know. Yeah. It's mm. happened. Surprise no. <laughs> um, <laughs> Some of my best chat for the last um episode of the year. But I mean it's very cliche for me to say, what a year it's been. What a year it's been. What a year it's been. There yeah. were highs, there were lows. It was a year of two halves. Um, <laughs> it was a year of 12 months. Yeah. 52 weeks. 525,600 minutes. 365 days. Yeah. 52 weeks. I said that. You said that? Keep Okay. Up. This is an arts podcast, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I guess part of the reason why I wanted to bring you on the show mm. is because... You do this thing. You started this thing. <laughs> I'm not doing a good job here, but you started this thing this year, yeah. where you you started making lists. <laughs> yes. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you have like documented all the books you've read, all the films you've watched, all the TV shows you've watched, and all the plays. Yeah. 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 yeah so basically, every art you've engaged- age yeah. where you've documented it? I haven't done, I did think about this when I started it, I was like, oh, should I count going to see live performance? Yeah. So I've included like films I've seen in the cinema, but I mm. haven't included um, like live shows that I've got to see, and I'm like, oh, maybe I should, uh, if I continue with this add that in yeah. as a kind of subcategory of plays, because it's still an encounter with, a, yeah. with it. Um, and yeah, I haven't included like, um, you know, art exhibitions or galleries or the, those mm. kind of experiences but yeah um yeah I don't really know why I started doing it I think I did was just I wanted to see um I guess my consumption and I think it's nice to look I mean part of it is just keeping track of kind of what I've I mean I feel like I remember what I've read and what I've seen and stuff mm. but yeah, to kind of look back and be like, oh yeah, I really liked that book, or I think maybe it's because you often ask me. You'll be like, what should I read next? Or what should yeah. I watch next? And now I can go, and it's a bit quicker. Yeah, to to be like, oh, I really like this book. Or I really like this book. Or yeah, I mean, I points for commitment. Thanks. Well, no, I just feel like it's the sort of thing that I would start doing and then forget. You know. Yeah, I mean it's pretty easy nowadays. Like, I did it pretty old school in in the sense that I physically wrote it down, like in a book. Yeah. So like a kind of like a journal, diary kind of thing. Um, whereas I'm sure there's apps that will support this kind of thing. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, or you can just you know a lot of people just jot it down on your phone, have a note going or something, mm. or for audio, or I don't know. Yeah, there's lots of ways you could do it. Do you use the same pen? Yep. Okay. I I feel like you're the best person for me to ask that question. <laughs> no, because I'm, I'm like that whenever I write notes. I'm mm. like the pen, it either has to be the same pen or the same colour. Yeah, well, it's not so much that. It's more because the little book, uh, the pen lives inside the little book, okay. kind of as a bookmark to whatever month I'm up to. And then um, that all stays together so that I've always got a pen when I want to grab the book and write down something. So you've done this for 2023. yeah. You're almost, you know, you're almost done by last month. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to do it again for 2024? I think so. I mean, it's not a harmful habit and it's mildly interesting. So <laughs> Mildly interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to get into the mildly interesting mm. content uh, and ask you, like, do you have totals? Yeah. I mean, when I say mildly interesting, it's mildly interesting to me. I don't know if anyone else cares. I don't... <laughs> you know, hey, why we're would making they? a whole episode about it, yeah. so people are going to care by um, the end of this. Apologies. <laughs> but, like... Yeah, I have totals. You have yeah. totals. So if I asked you, like, how many books did you read yeah. so far? I mean, I... I've- You know, we're at the end of the year. I feel like I can say, how many books have you read in 2023? Yeah, I mean, because of that kind of Christmas, New Year period, Mm. um, you know, there's still time for me to whack out. (laughs) Whack out another book. Well, it depends how long they are. You know, I haven't been that discerning in terms of length. Um, You know, some of them are shorter, some of them are are longer. But basically, do you want me to tell you? I do. Is that what we're asking? I want to know how many books you've read this year. Okay, so uh, I am currently on my 45th book. No. Yeah. 45. That's not that many. That's not that many. Yeah. That's... I'm currently on my 45th book. And this is, these are books that are, like, that I'm reading for leisure. Yeah. But... So like, side note, um, I'm, this year was, 2023 was the last year of my PhD. So I've mm. been doing a lot of reading of yeah. academic stuff. So I'm not including, in this number, I'm not including books uh, that I've read in relation to mm. My PhD. So these are books that I read like in bed or yeah, like, or you just know, like full leisure, having yeah, a cup yeah. of tea reading the book. So yeah, I'm on my 45th. I mean, yeah. I think I have read like 10 books this year. <laughs> Good on Maybe you. Maybe 11. Well I was, done. I was trying to do one a month, but I don't know oh. if I'm actually going to hit it because yeah, there's not much yeah. time left. Yeah. And I'm not very fast at reading. Well you just pick a pick a slim slim volume <laughs> picture book just to get me over the line. Ah, yeah, none of mine are picture books. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um okay. And so have you watched more or have you read more? So you've read forty six books. How many watched? No, films I am on my forty fifth. Sorry. <laughs> Where are you at forty six? I've read forty four. I'm on my forty fifth. All right. Um well, I guess, yeah. I mean, for films. So I've watched 85 films. Wow. Which seems like a lot. So, but in terms of how, whether you quantify them against one another, it takes longer to read a book than, than to, watch to watch a, a film, film yeah. in a lot of instances. Um, and some of the books I did read were quite long. So, I mean, I feel yeah. you had some long films in there. Yeah. But I think the longest film I watched was Taylor Swift probably, Era's Tour. Oh, my. Yeah. I think it was that, which was like three hours. So, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, there'll be some books that I'm probably read in about that time or a bit quicker, maybe. But. Okay, and um, I guess I want to ask: like, have there been any highlights from your like eighty-something films and almost forty-five books? As soon as I <laughs> ask you about the stats, I'm like, you're like, Nomans. I'm like, I cannot physically remember. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Um, yeah, is there some highlight of some books that I've read um one that i think is just more like an achievement is that i read all of the lord of the rings for the first time so i read the hobbit and the three lord of the rings books can Um, i ask you if you had a favorite a favorite of those books yeah (sighs) maybe the last one yeah is it different to your favorite um, lord of the rings film my favorite film is kind of the second one okay because i like helms deep yeah. There's in the a, film. But I like the last film too. I don't know. I kind of like them more. I don't. I, they, they feel more like a continuous story in the book. So it's hard to pick a favorite yeah, it's, book. It's less like a series of more of just volumes. Yeah. It's like this was one book, but we split it into three. Like yeah. it doesn't feel like different books. Um, yeah. So that that felt like an, an achievement to have done that because mm. they are quite wordy. Like just dense. Um yeah so that's a shout out but like my favorite books in terms of like books that I just really enjoyed reading was I I read The Road um by Cormac McCarthy because Mm -hmm. he passed away this year Mm -hmm. and I just loved that book I loved that book like it was so it's so grim it's really grim it's a classic right yeah I mean it's hard to read like it's very sad like I found it very moving um but he it's just yeah it's just a beautiful book so I love that book. And then also I tried to read more New Zealand authors. Yes. Because, um, you know, got to get through it. So I read a couple of Eleanor Catton books. Oh, yes. Um, so she's known for The Luminaries which is probably mm. her most famous work. So I read that and that was a bit of a mish. It was quite long. Um, and also The Rehearsal, which I really liked. And she's just an incredible, you know, she's just a very, she's really good at writing dialogue and writing mm. character, but in a very chill way. Yeah. yeah. So those are, those are some of my highlights. Okay, from I mean, my books. <laughs> I'm I'm really glad that you're actually able to give me favourites because I feel like oh, I I don't know. Can we call them highlights? Highlights. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just half the time on that, the ticket, I I always put people on the spot. I'm like, what's your favourite? What's this? And they're like, yeah. why are you making me choose? And so yeah. I'm, you know, I appreciate you choosing. Well, I guess there's got to be some kind of point to the list. Well, then maybe there doesn't have to be. I feel like I want there to be some kind of point <laughs> point to, to the it. list. Yeah. Um. You need to add podcasts onto the list because you've oh, probably yeah. listened to quite a few episodes of That's the Ticket Yeah, this year. Yeah. That's probably my favourite podcast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and so you didn't, you, you made the list for books, films, and TV shows, and plays. And plays, yeah. yes. Yeah. You didn't do a list for music. No, too much. Too much. Too much. And I listen to the same thing, and Spotify does it for me. It? Yeah. Um, but I I do want to talk to you mm. about music, because I feel like we're on the same vibe. But mm. before I do that, I want to play some music. Okay. And I think, I think the song that I've picked comes up as one of your highlights, we could say. Um, it's a song by The Beths. Yeah. Because uh, Missy and I spend a lot of time together and so our music our music kind of taste merges it it's communal yeah there's a symbiosis to it yeah and because like i went on a bit of i called it my Beth's bender nice where i just did it was yeah i just did like a week where i was just honing the Beth. yeah, yeah and i know, the, i know what bender means and yeah. then <laughs> <laughs> thanks for hand whining i'm here for the or, listeners at home yeah <laughs> Man, isn't it great when you have your sibling on your show and they just roast you? Yeah, but everyone thinks it just sounds like you're roasting yourself. Yeah. Great job, Hannah. Um, that uh, was, where was I? Was I don't know, get on Ananda. with it. Come on. Okay, so I went on this Beth's Bender. Yeah. And then by the end of the week, Missy was also herning the Beth's, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I've, I've picked a track. They're a Kiwi band. They're, That's great. They're very cool. Um, it's a song called Ex- Expert in a Dying Field. mm Hashtag me (laughs) Well I I was like Is is that Part of the reason Why this one's One of your faves Probably yeah But um, yeah Here's uh, the Beths fam
2: Can we erase our history is it as easy as this plausible deniability I swear I'm never ahead of it and I can close the door on us but the realm still exists and I know you're in it hours of phrases I've memorized thousands of lines on the page all of my
1: How good are the Beths? It's a bop. It's a banger. It's it's a beep, boop beep, beep, bitty bop. It's also a chill. Like, it's not too aggressive. Yeah. Um, and so that song was by the Beths, uh, Expert in a Dying Field. And uh, Missy, you jokes uh, before that <laughs> song break that you feel like that. Yeah. Um, and so now I'm going to segue into PhD chat mm. because I don't think you are an expert in your field. I don't think it's a dying field. Yeah, yeah, so that was probably a bit of an an in-joke, but I guess hopefully uh, from doing a PhD, it is no, you know, I'm part of the reason that it's not a dying field. Yes, and it's not, it's not. So like, you know, what what is your field? So my PhD is called Posthumous Documentary Theatre, representing historical documentary material on stage. So my PhD is in theatre studies, specifically about documentary theatre which like documentary film or television is theatre or plays that are created from documentary materials. So this might be um, interviews, uh, transcripts, court transcripts, legal documents, newspaper headlines, other media materials, other kind of historical archival materials. Basically the content that is used to inform the play's script um, is often deemed as like non-fiction, or it comes from the real world. So in theory, could you make a piece of documentary theatre using, like, that's-the-ticket audio? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess if you just play the podcast in a the theatre, it's, you know, <laughs> but, like, for example, if we had a transcript, say yeah. transcribe different segments from different, that's-the-ticket episodes, and then kind of montage them into a play, and then, yeah, that that I would consider that a piece of documentary theater. I just want to like um, foreground or highlight or signpost or flag that um, everyone's got a slightly different definition. Yeah. So I use documentary theater as a kind of umbrella term to encompass a range of different kind of potential kind of verbatim or documentary or theater of the real or non-fiction theater practices sub kind of genres yeah. which is what I my research is about. I'm suggesting that posthumous documentary theatre so that's documentary theatre that's made after the death of the documentary subject mm. so um it's from like letters and diaries of people who have passed away mm. or, um so I'm arguing that that is a sub of the wider field of documentary theatre I mean but I guess it's a dying field in the sense that, <laughs> that there's a there's a death element yeah I mean, I really enjoy how we just went full on, like, English essay on Sorry. that link there. No, yeah. it's it's good. And posthumous documentary theatre, I just, mm. you know, I want to brag on your behalf, but that term didn't exist pre your PhD? I guess I have You coined the phrase? Well, I mean, I haven't come across it in a lot of other readings, so it is possible that other people have used it, so I don't... But, yeah... So now, listeners, you can tell the difference between Missy and I because <laughs> I'm immediately like brag, whereas Missy's like, no, it's chill, be chill. Yeah. Um, okay. So you've been mildly busy with your PhD this year, yeah, Missy. Just a little, just bit. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Did you? Act- oh, wait. You said that you didn't note down all the books that well, you I read do- for your studies. Oh, yeah, it's a lot, um, but I did, yeah, I did have a look at just, like, my library account. Oh, yes. Um, but that only that only has books that I, physical books that I issued from the library, so mm. I accessed a lot of online uh, materials, so online journal articles, online monographs, books, publications, right, so, yeah, so of... Uh it's twenty two books basically from the library that I got out. Which isn't okay. that many. Like I've read a lot and then, more than Do you that. know how many references your PhD thesis has? Uh I think it's two hundred and something. It's over two hundred. That's it's so many. Yeah. Oh it's not. Compared to some others, it's not it's not too bad. Okay. Yeah. But I'm just thinking, because if you have 200 references, then you had to read, not not necessarily the entire hmm. book that the reference was from, but you probably still had to have a jolly good read. Yeah, and I mean, that's also just my reference list. So that's that's over 200 things that I've quoted or uh, directly referenced. So Hmm. there's other stuff that I've read, but then haven't ended up including or referring to. So the number of, yeah, the amount that I've read for this is probably quite large. So and you know you're handing it in, handed it in. Mm. You're in the end kind of phase of your PhD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you kind of like when it is done? Because obviously there's still like assessment stuff that has to happen in the new yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So it's a bit of a long like, process. But like, are you looking forward to just reading fiction, or do you think that you're still going to read like non-fiction stuff in your field? Um, yeah, I mean, I enjoy reading nonfiction, not just in my field, but in mm. general. I just like learning, I guess. And I do like research. That's what I like. My favorite part of my PhD has been reading yeah, and thinking, you know, and that's if I could just read and think forever, <laughs> that sounds good to me. Um, and yeah, I, I'm still really kind of interested in my field. So, you know, I'm not sick of it. So yeah, I'd like to keep up to date or keep reading stuff as you know, practices continue to evolve, and the way people read, uh, read, read, <laughs> write, and think about it kind of evolves along with that. I mean, I think I'm I'm gonna be cheeky because when am I not on that <laughs> ticket? But I hope you know now, you know, once you've signed, sealed, delivered mm. on the PhD, I'm that yours. Um, <laughs> love that. Um, no, I I hope that uh, maybe you'll have a bit more time to. Uh, Create more plays. Yeah, yeah, maybe or yeah, maybe. I'm just you know, or do more kind of art. because I yeah. feel, I feel like you know you've been quite limited because you know, PhDs it's a full time job, guys. Oh well, it's I mean, hardcore. self, self imposed, I guess it's like just uh, focusing my time and energy. It's hard to hold mm. lots of things in your brain at yeah. once, and yeah, you you did get some. Um, time on stage this year though right i did yeah carving a ice, the manic monologues, manic monologues in september yep definitely a highlight for me for the year i think yeah well that was just really cool because it aligned with kind of mental health week here in aotearoa Mm. um and the manic monologues was about mental health so that was um yeah it it was meaningful it was meaningful and i i mean it in in like a literal sense um and, you know, lots of theatre is meaningful, but there was something different, like tangible about the community impact or the potential for that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it was, it really was, a lot of people say this, but it was a privilege to be part of something like that. You know? I, I couldn't agree more. I was lucky enough to work on the show doing the lights. Mm. Um, and, you know, I got to watch that show every night. And, mm. it, yeah. It's just. Yeah. It it had such an impact on me. Yeah. And like in a positive way, and that's the thing I think, um, from a marketing perspective, mm. like selling a show that's called The Manic Monologues and about mental health, people potentially when I first read that title, mm. I'm like, Oh, is this gonna be like really hard hitting and like, you know, am I yeah. am I is this going to affect me in a way that might not be okay? Yeah. But then yeah, it, It was the opposite of that. It was, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's a really great um, piece of theatre. I had um, an interview with some of the people involved in the show earlier in the year, go back and have a listen, um, read all about it, and, um, yeah. Yeah, I think what was quite cool with that is just, because we had the lights in the audience Mm. um, up a little bit, they weren't fully lit, but we could each see, so the actors on stage could see the audience and the audience could see us, and the audience could also see us seeing them.
2: Yeah. So it's
1: this um, kind of meta-theatrical kind of mutual acknowledgement of, of one another, and I think that that is, for me, what really kind of hit it home, because the quality of listening, you could see and you could feel people listening in yeah. a way that I haven't experienced on stage before. Well it's it's not very often the, the, the engagement and yeah that yeah. you can actually see your audience and like mm. I'm not a performer mm. but I think there's this there's, there's two sides <laughs> cuz like mm. you go out on stage and you can't see anything cuz mm. you know the lights are on and yeah mm. and it's both a safety blanket and a weird feeling. I think it just it depends on and this is actually something I'm quite interested in is like the nature of direct address. So direct mm. address, uh, if anyone's seen Fleabag, when she looks into the camera, yeah. and any time that kind of fourth wall is broken and you feel like the actors are speaking to you as the actors or are acknowledging you as the audience, that could be kind of determined to be direct address. And I'm really interested in what makes direct address, direct address. You know, it's not just a as for me, it's not as simple as just looking at the audience and speaking out. It's There's it a quality of connection and mutual acknowledgement of the audience as, um, as the audience. And I think for this work, especially because, you know, as actors, we were kind of custodians of these people's very kind of personal experiences or encounters with mental health. And, you know, we the whole point of it was to give this we are giving this to you and i think being able to give a gift yeah everyone loves a secret santa but for the manic monologues um that connection was enabled and we were able to give it to them in a way rather than just give it to the air and there's merit in just giving it to the space and but yeah it felt like more of a active gift it really was a gift <laughs> But, I I mean, I feel like this chat that we've just had is a bit of a gift. Like, oh, super yeah. random segue. I'm just blathering on, aren't I? Hey, that's what radio is all about. No, um Especially here on That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney. Is that you trying to do my radio voice? No, my radio voice is much better than it's yours. It's quite good, actually. <laughs> yeah, do you want to do the rest of the interview in that voice? Uh, yes, certainly. <laughs> I can accommodate that. I'm going to circle back to... Because when, when we started, you know... Back after that Beth's track, I was, yep. like, meant to be doing a segue into music. Mm. Because... Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, no, it's all good. I forgot. We have fun. Um, yep. But, like, you know, we've just been talking about your PhD. Mm. And, you know, and you're talking about how much you read. Yeah. And, like, I'm one of those people who just, like, if I could have background music to my life constantly, I would. Because mm. I just, yeah, I, I just like having background noise. Mm. Um, whereas I feel like, Missy, you're a very deliberate listener of music. Yeah, I think I'm just quite a, to a fault, <laughs> deliberate person. Um, but yeah, I uh, very much curate my, try to curate my kind of oral experience <laughs> of what I'm listening to and when I'm listening to to it. Um, so I can't read, like, I can't read and listen to music. Yeah. I I don't get people who do that, Um, power to you, but I feel I'm either listening to the music or I'm either reading the book or not really paying enough attention to either. Um, When I'm doing like research or PhD Mm. mahi, then, yeah, I usually do chuck on some music, um, but often that is music that has no words. Because the words are too distracting? Yeah, or it's music that I feel like I know very well so that it's fine to not listen to it. It's Yeah, it's a bit bizarre. But I think just in general, you're better at listening because, you know, I'll be listening to something and if it's like a new album or I want to listen to it, as soon as I start reading or start really thinking and writing, I stop listening and then Mm. it's like it feels like a waste because I haven't taken it in and I can't remember if I liked it or not. And I think you're a bit better at multitasking in that respect. (laughs) I mean, Uh, sometimes I do, like if a new song comes out, I will listen to it like at least two times.
2: Because it's like I'm oh, like, like
1: in a row. Yeah, because I was like, was I paying attention the oh. first time? <laughs> oh, I am like you know this, yeah. but I am like an absurd repeat listener. And I, again, a little cheeky question on the fly: mm. um, How do you feel about shuffling, or no. do you always listen to albums and stuff in order? In order. Okay. And so all your playlists are ordered. Yeah. But see, what if you've got a bunch of tracks from the same artist? Are they then all just I next will, to each well other? no, I'll move it around. So wow. if, I, if I think I will want a shuffled experience as in not <laughs> next to each other, yeah. then I will move them around. But yeah. So okay. I can go, okay, I want to start from this point in the playlist and go consecutively. Mm. You know, but no, I don't like shuffling. Because the thing is with shuffle, Okay, <laughs> you hit shuffle and then you go listen to something else. When you come back and you hit shuffle again, it starts the shuffle again. So yeah. you get the same songs. It doesn't yeah, it's but not then just, equitable. If you don't want to listen to the, the same one again, you just you just skip If it no. <laughs> I just effort. I don't know. And also I'm really there for like the dramaturgy you an album, you know. Oh, that's very that feels on brand. Yeah. Um <laughs> but like on the topic of music. Mm. Uh, it's time for a very important segment. I think I know what this is. Would you like to intro it? Yes. Yep. So we've reached that point in the show, and it is time for Rick's pick. Now, Hannah and I, we have an uncle Rick. He's an awesome uncle yep. and an awesome listener of music. Mm. Uh, when Hannah started this show, uh, he gave her a list, and he a said, list of songs. A list of songs, and he said every week you can p- play uh, Rick's pick, and every week Hannah plays one. Yeah, I'm. Um, I don't know what this week's one is. Yeah, th- this is the thing. Um, guests often because. You know, debatably, Uncle Rick may have a bigger fan base than I do. Yeah. For That's the Ticket. I and think so guests, that's appropriate. <laughs> guests come in and they're like, can you tell me what Rick's Pick is? And I'm yeah. like, no, you only find out when we live on air. Okay. And so you're about to find out. Yeah. And because it's the last episode of That's the Ticket for 2023, I, yeah. I picked a song that's one of my absolute favorites. Ooh. And when it came on the list... Showed up on the latest list I was so overjoyed um, okay. It's a song by The Four Tops uh, I know this yeah. <laughs> I Can't Help Myself Sugar Pie Honey Bunch um, <laughs> <laughs> It just I love this song yeah. It just makes me so happy That's good And yeah I guess that's the theme It's the end of the year I got my best mate on the show And I got my best track From my best uncle Yay so, Thanks Uncle Rick Thanks Uncle Rick um, You've been an absolute legend this year Supplying some A plus tracks Rick's pick for twenty twenty three What an absolute banger um welcome back to that's the ticket with uh me, Hannah Mooney, and um me, Missy Mooney, yeah, <laughs> I'm really glad you picked up what I was putting down oh, good. with that that's that's good, but um, I guess Missy you Knight know, we've just been talking about a lot of random stuff, yeah, it's been fun, um, okay, yeah. <laughs> That's one option. (laughs) That's an option. Um, No, but like we were just talking about music, Mm. and you know, you talk, Missy. You were talking about how doing your PhD, Mahi, you listen. You have to listen to music without words Mm. or music you know really well because you can't split focus. Yeah, and I guess I want to expand on this. And even though you haven't done a music list, like Mm. your, your book and film and play and TV lists that we talked about at the top of the show. Yeah. I want to ask my highlights question again. Have there been any kind of musical highlights for you this year, albums or artists you've discovered or rediscovered or just have been there all along? Yeah, well, you and I went to the Florence and the Machine concert in March earlier this year, and that was really fun because... Um she's my fave. Yeah. That band's my fave. I just love a bit of harp. <laughs> um and like moody, sad, ethereal singing. Yeah. Um Yeah, so Florence to the Machine was high on the list again yeah. this year. She's been a pretty constant through the yeah. PhD. Um, Hosier's new album that yeah. came out this year was very much into that. Um bit of Rhett Madison, she had a new album too. Um And some just some of the classic kind of more like film or TV scores is I'm quite into that. So Stephen Renix, who does the music or the soundtracks for uh, normal people. He did the film The Quiet Girl. Um, Yeah, his stuff is really great. Uh, And another band that I think might have been this year or last year, but it's called This Will Destroy You. And they have quite a lot of – they're kind of longer tracks that are more instrumentally um, – one of their songs was in the film The Room, the one with Brie Larson. Yes. Yeah. Is it Room or The Room? I, room. I don't I know. Think it's, it's based on room. the book by Emma Donoghue yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those, those are some some highlights. Some highlights. Uh, I mean, now I kind of wanted to do mine, but oh, I okay. feel like they're not going to be – I mean, music's su- subjective. I was about to say... Taylor what? Swift. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you're <Yeah>. basic. <laughs> yeah, okay. Maybe I'll just get you to do mine. Taylor Swift, yeah. Uh, Bridgerton? I wasn't going to bring that uh, up. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, it's the, 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 the unofficial Bridgerton musical. Have you talked about that on here? Everyone knows that you love musical theatre. I know. I have talked about it on here. I think yeah. last year when I had the Lion Sisters on the show, yeah. I actually played a song... Okay, well, the, if you've played a song, Han. yeah, yeah. Not... I was just in last year on my Spotify Wrapped. I was in there like top two percent, mm. oh, because I listened to that album like every Friday. I was in the top zero point one on Florence and the Machine, which is a lot. Yeah, a lot. Um, country music. <laughs> Why are you outing me? <laughs> okay, I'll stop. You can did... you can do your own. But... No, I feel like it's we, we have it's it's fun. It's what the listeners want. Um, I kind of did go through a bit of a country phase this year. Yeah. Missy's the only, well, Missy was the only person who knew about it until now. Yeah, I know. They have to endure it. Well, this is the thing, right? We have a Bluetooth speaker in oh, our yeah. house. And one of my favorite things to do, it's like I've just discovered Bluetooth. Like, I was telling one of my colleagues about this, and she's like, the way you talk about Bluetooth is like it hasn't been around for a long time. Ten years. Uh, easy. Longer. Longer. But my favorite thing to do is just play a random song on the speaker when Missy is in the room mm. without, like, telling her that I'm going to do it. Like, it's essentially I just like to Rickroll her on the daily. And Rickroll is a reference to Rick Atzley's Never Gonna Give You Up. Yeah. Um, I, ju- I haven't actually played that one no. yet. But normally it's musical theater or <laughs> country, music, country music. country Because you're not a huge fan of either. No. <laughs> I'm not against it. I'm not against yeah. it. It's just not my go-to, not your go-to. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, yeah, you did miss miss one artist out though. Actually, a couple for me. Oh, I was like, for me, for you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who? Pat Benatar. Oh, always <laughs> Pat Benatar. Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> and Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. yeah oh, you, okay. Sorry. Why are you eye rolling about Fleetwood Mac? <laughs> I I I'm not. I like Fleetwood Mac. I do. Yeah. But okay. I'll allow it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um, I want to ask you a question now that I have asked other kind of theatery guests that I've had on the show. And I feel like I should know the answer because we spend a lot of time together. Mm. But I want to talk to you about um, line learning. Oh, yeah. Because I think I- I've started doing, doing it this year on That's the Ticket when I have actors on the show. And, you know, I always ask how the rehearsals have been going and then... Yeah, I can't remember who, who started it first, but I asked someone how they mm-hmm. learned their lines, and it was someone, like, wrote them backwards or something. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And some, not weird, but some interesting stuff has yeah. come up. Well, shout out to Janine, who has a quite a complicated yes. highlighter system. Yes. Yeah, I've seen her script for the Manic Monologues. She yeah. was in that, and her monologue had different colour highlighter. Yeah, and it's always it the same. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? Do you do anything um, cool like that? I don't think I do anything <laughs> cool, nah. No? I think um i think i'm quite blessed with quite a good memory mm. for reading yeah clearly so. well no 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 no, not necessarily but like for just i can read something once or twice and remember it quite accurately or mm. i can remember where i've read something um yeah. so that's very helpful in my work and i work at a library and um also phd and stuff that's really helpful but for line learning just repetition i guess and i quite like doing mine in motion i feel like that helps a lot Mm. so like i will often walk around i always stand up i never at the very least i've got to be standing up even if it's a sitting down monologue to get it into my body (laughs) you have to stand up stand up yeah so even if it's a seated scene or whatever um yeah to just neutrally learn it Mm. just to get it in there i think moving is really really good or doing some kind of physical thing in the past i've gone through it while i'm planking yeah yeah i was gonna bring yeah. that up i feel like i've actually talked about that on oh the, yeah you on probably have and that's mainly because a it takes my mind off the abdominal pain pain that comes with planking and um yeah it's just i don't know i just find yeah learning while exercising sometimes when i'm running i will go through it as well or but like it's just in your head or right? walking or do you actually oh, no, say, out say loud. the words yeah always say it out loud yeah, but if you're running,
2: you're oh no, maybe be out not then.
1: But like if you're learning, I always say it out, I've got to say it out loud. So I'm just usually it'll be walking around the house or my room or going for a walk and speaking out loud. Mm. Yeah, or walking home. Sometimes I do it when I'm walking home. Yeah, and people, I'm waiting at the traffic lights, and people will probably be like, what? you can always hold your phone up to your ear if you're feeling <laughs> feeling embarrassed. If you don't want oh, people true. to think you're talking to That's yourself. Not but not a bad shout. Yeah. Okay. So that will be my pro tip: is in motion in motion okay I've got one more random question for you but okay. before I ask that I'm just going to quickly do my upcoming event segment because you know I'm all about segments um, that's the ticket it seems yeah you um, more segments than a mandarin I see what you did there Bye. and I really enjoyed it so there's, there's a reason I only have Missy on once a year because she may be funnier than me <laughs> but no. um, you just you can just have a chill I'm just okay. going to read feel free to interject um, <laughs> I might pop a little plank Oh, yeah. well you do upcoming events. <laughs> um, in no particular order, here's some of the cool creative uh, happenings around the place. Uh, Nui Harikoa has just, well, not just opened. No, it opened at the start of December. It's so cool. Uh, I'm sorry opened, to interrupt. It's opened it's at the Waikato so cool. Museum. Um, and it's free to go and see until uh, March 2024. As Missy said, it's very cool. Go Would recommend. It Highly recommend. While you're in town. It's just very cool. Um, and uh looking into the new year looking into 2024 Hamilton Musical Theatre have uh their junior show at, on at Riverly Theatre it's uh, Into the Woods Junior and will be running from the 16th to the 20th of January with a mixture of daytime and evening shows more info and tickets can be found at iticket.co.nz Um Hamilton Arts Festival Toyota ki Kitty Roy is uh, set to run throughout the city from the 23rd of February to the 3rd of March and the full Program and tickets can be found, found at hamiltonartsfestival.co.nz. It's looking like a main fest. It's yeah. pretty stacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not going to lie. I mean, I feel like I'm always fizzing about um, mm. Hamilton Arts Festival on that's the ticket. Yeah, it's just a really cool opportunity for the Waikato and mm. for, you know, not just Kirikiriroa but further afield um, yeah. to have a festival like this here. It's Yeah, check it out, guys. Seriously. Um, And then last but not least, um, I want to say thank you to my lovely and loyal listeners for 2023. Uh, It's been an absolute pleasure. And um, yeah, I guess, you know, Happy New Year, safe travels, safe holidays. All that and um, I'm pleased to say that I will be back in twenty twenty four I've got to get to two hundred episodes at least yeah, right come on hand and I guess on behalf of your listeners, especially a regular listener, because I listen every week, um, thank you for you know doing this for the community and giving people the opportunity to talk about their loves oh honestly it's it, yeah, art I mean it when I say it's my pleasure, mm because the, the the people I've met. And like the shows or creative events that I've attended, because I've talked to people on that's the ticket.
0: Because
1: mm. this is the thing; it's 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 almost like a joke where I'll have someone on the show, and then by the end of the episode, I'll be like, okay, I have to go get tickets to this now because yeah, yeah. I, I just get so. I feel like I am part of people's projects by association. It's it's, it's so weird. Uh, I think it's more you're just a champion for the arts here. You are hey and it's uh i'll take that that's very kind of you missy you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) now i'm gonna um ask you my last question and you probably know what this one is final segment final segment yeah um the mandarin is done yeah uh no so we've just spent you know the last little while with you giving me the tea Mm. on your creative process. I don't know, just some <laughs> random stuff. Some random stuff. I'm a bit I of a feel, hodgepodge team. Yeah, feel a bit of with. a hodgepodge, but, you know, there's there's been some good content, I feel, but, you know, you've been giving me the tea here mm. on TTT. Yes. So my last question for you is, how do you take your tea if you're having a cup of tea? Well, you know the answer to this, Hannah, because, yeah, Hannah and I live together, and I'm very fortunate because every morning... Hannah makes me a cup of tea for yes. breakfast. <laughs> I, 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 the reason I was, I'm like, is Missy going to lie or is no. she going to tell the truth? I do sometimes make my own tea, but most of my tea consumption is controlled, dictated, prepared by Hannah Mooney. Yeah. Um, she has a little bit of milk with one sugar, Yeah, not too, like a level sugar, Yeah, mm-hmm. level sugar, and um, has to brew for three minutes. Yeah. Nice little dash splash of milk, but not yeah. too much. Little splish splash. Yeah, pretty basic, <laughs> pretty pretty run of the mill. And um, how do you take your coffee? Uh, I love a flat white. Yeah. Uh, also, black, black with a little sugar. If you had to pick between tea and coffee, mm. what would you choose? Like you could only have one for the rest of your days. Because I know I would pick tea. I think. Yeah. Probably tea. You look. You look like you were thinking about coffee, though. Yeah. I mean, I do enjoy my mid-morning coffee, mm. um, but, yeah, a cup of tea, I think. It's a right. bit more versatile. Nah, fair. Okay. Should we go grab a cup of tea after this? Uh, we go grab a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We grab a tea. We can grab a cup of tea. Sweet. Well, um, to... End the sip. I've I've got a banger from one of your favourite albums of the year. Ooh! Uh, my favourite track from the album oh. it has got a bit of country flair. Nice. It's uh, from Hosier's uh, album that came out this year. Yeah, and it's a song called "Damage Gets Done," and it's uh, featuring Brandy Car- Carlisle, who's mm. a um, one of my faves. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, thanks, Missy. Thanks, Anna. And uh, thanks, my listeners. I will. Uh, oh wait, did we shout out Mum? Oh my gosh, mum. Thanks, mum. Thanks, mum. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Uncle Rick. <laughs> thanks, Uncle Rick. Okay. <laughs> All of the thanks and uh yeah, to my lovely listeners, I will um catch you in the new year, eh? Who's